Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is the man who the FAA is going to hire as a bounty hunter to go after Harrison Ford, Mr. Drew Celestino. Oh, he's no good to me dead. <laughs> well, he's trying his best to be dead, apparently. Uh, How I, you doing, I, sir? I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. Good. Yeah, man, he's, uh, he's, he's having some run-ins there with, <laughs> with, with the planes and whatnot. He'll fly. He's pilot. Kind of. Kind of? Kind I mean, of. you know, Harrison, buddy. Yeah. You got what you wanted. Han is, is spoilers, no longer with yeah, us. Yeah, I mean. You're free now. Do what you want. I guess what he wanted to do is have a death wish as a pilot, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, when, well, when you reach that age, you can just do what you want, I guess. Just, cool. just don't crash the plane into people. Please. Glad. Glad he was not hurt. Yeah. Glad the possibility of an apology Indiana Jones movie still exists. Um, yeah. Although, would you want another indie movie i don't know i don't think you know what i can ignore crystal skull oh i do ignore crystal yeah skull. <laughs> so I, i'm good with the three i'm okay with it i'm, uh, I'm fine with it yeah i don't need them to necessarily you know pardon the pun like dig up indie again yeah of course uh, you know what happens you know what could happen you know today they released the uh the cast photo ah. from the the han solo movie right this guy does han solo fairly well Maybe we kind of shift him over. Okay, he, we just make we him the new Harrison Ford. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I I know nothing of this man's work, so I just hope I he's do, a I good Han to, to start. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right, yeah, here we are. We are back. Well, we're Yay. back in a, uh, your locale this time. Yes, we are in Monte Carlo Studios in my basement. Yeah, um, away from Cobra Island Studios. My powers are weaker here. <laughs> it's okay. Powers weak, old man. Yeah. How was your week, sir? It's okay. Yeah. Um. Fairly mundane for the most part. Um, I did some adulting today. Yeah. I, I went to. Uh, I, saw, I saw the uh, Facebook post. Did some kitchen world investigations, um, looking to renovate my kitchen and uh, getting the ball rolling. And oh my, the options are limitless, but so are the prices. Yeah, Julie so, and I uh, are looking to, with the the income tax return fingers crossed hopefully first year having a kid so it's supposed to be there you go you know they're supposed to be good for that um we're hoping to upgrade refrigerator stove dishwasher because all of them oh, work dear. terribly now well, it's time then yeah the stove and dishwasher came with the house mm-hmm. the refrigerator we got from our mother and i would from my mother and i would like the record to show that i protested getting this refrigerator vehemently our sonographer has that on, on i was on record i was overridden because the old refrigerator leaked i, w- I'm, I was willing to deal with that <laughs> <laughs> over the pain in the butt this current refrigerator is but i digress kitchen yeah. world you're, you're oh man uh, well you, there's there's so many options there's so many things are you gonna get a refrigerator that works with your phone that has an app for your phone that the phone can tell you what's in the refrigerator if it's included at no extra charge, fine. <laughs> but otherwise, I find that to be very silly. Are you going to get again, the refrigerator again, with the LCD screen that on. shows you what is in the refrigerator? Only if I can play Doom on it. And as we know, okay. you, you can yeah. play Doom on anything. Pretty much. So Doom and Tetris. Yeah. 
pretty much. Uh, no, I'm just you know getting the ball rolling, um, f- figuring out what kind of finishes I like and what kind of uh, style I like. The guy's going to come over next week to measure my kitchen, and then that's when you really start putting pen to paper and figuring out what is possible. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting the ball rolling. I need a good project, and this is certainly a with, big uh, project. With a Sawzall, anything is possible. Or as my father commonly referred to it, the Sawzall. Like, hey, there's my plan includes taking out at least half of a wall. But you, you have shared your plans be... with me, and they're, they're, I think if you pull everything off the way you want to, you're going to have a nice, I... nice area there, that's the sir. plan right now the house is bisected and i'm never on one side of it, it seems yeah. it seems awfully silly and wasteful to me mm. i want to envelop the whole house i want to partake in the Pay whole house the whole thing might as well use the exactly whole thing. exactly so that that's going on that went on today um and then other than that man just uh kind of uh licking my wounds a little bit from uh saturday night's long cold dark show yeah how'd that go went fantastic performed um well there's a kayfabe and then there's then we're going to break kayfabe so mm-hmm. let me let me give it to you from the kayfabe standpoint from in in, in kayfabe uh-huh. um the show was tremendous uh i unfortunately lost my title to mr uh mr grant from the dreadnecks um i had a good run but uh uh you you see so little i've seen two of your matches sir you lost them both uh, that, the, you have the misrepresented first, this show. The first one and your band. The first one wasn't a match; it was a sneak attack. And the second one was a match. And guess what? You don't always win. There's no kicking out of the blue mist. I'm not sure if you saw that, but I had to eat the blue mist and went through a table. So at that point, it is what it is. I should point out that I did get several good licks in with the kendo stick, and he is still feeling them to this day. So I take some manner of pride in that. Yeah, you know but, what you know what helps heal that pain the the belt he's wearing all the all the prestige of the of the of the the belt that we have. Do you um, need me to come to the next show to get this belt back for you? Because clearly you aren't capable of holding it yourself. I held it for ten months. I think I'm holding it just fine. Not from what I'm seeing. Yeah, you know you can sit there and talk smack, but uh, like I like I said, Ric Flair won sixteen world titles. That means he also lost the belt. So. There's no, there will be another time. There will be another time in another place. Mm. All right. Don't worry about it. But the, the concert so, itself, the, the performance. Well, let's was... break kayfabe. So out of kayfabe, uh, I want to work every Long Cold Dark show from now until eternity as a heel because it <laughs> is the best. Being the villain is always it's fun. It's the best. <laughs> I got to cut two promos during our set. Oh my god, dude! I crapped on Niagara Falls. I crapped all over the crowd. I crapped on the <laughs> bands. It was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> were, were you kind of air quotes speaking a little bit of truth in there? The best villains always speak a little <laughs> bit of truth. It was fantastic. I want to work every show that way. It's just <laughs> so freeing. You could be such a jerk and just feel so good about it. So, and this was the Dreadnecks uh, CD release party. Yep, yep. Their, their new, fourth of four CD release parties. Those boys work. <laughs> their new album is entitled? Uh, Beasts of Boredom. And uh, if you guys have a Google machine, I recommend you look it up and check them out because they are very, 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 very good. They are available at? Uh, the interwebs. 
Well, I mean, like, can you get them on iTunes? Do yeah, it's on iTunes. It's on Help all the... Help your friends out here. I, I just said, put it in your Google machine. You'll find it. It's Dreadnecks, <laughs> Beast of Boredom. It's a D-R-E-D-N-E-K-S, just so you know, Dreadnecks. Um, check them out. They're fun. Um, next to us, they put on the best live show in town. When, we, when we're together, you got yourself an event on, on, on hand, <laughs> as, as Grant and I proved uh, time and time again. So uh, you're going to get a fine show out of both of us. But yeah, we played fantastic also, by the way. Um, I've mentioned this before, but the Evening Star in Niagara Falls, despite having uh, poor attendance usually at shows, which is a shame, uh, the the room and Greg Rinker, who does the sound, and, and it, it's just, it's a great room, big stage, good lights, and he does the best sound, like possibly the best sound in town for a venue of that size by nice. by a lot. And so it's great. So, yeah. Um, and the voice lessons are paying off, so that's always good, Excellent. too. Excellent. Yeah. So that is roughly the week. Really? That was your whole week? That's really it, man. I didn't really do anything else, huh? Uh, we had game night. Yeah, I was about to say, hello, you had some chili. I always, oh, you know, the game night's always kind of just like understood. The chili was fantastic, by the way. I had two big bowls. Great big bowls. That's a three meat right there. And I, I know how, how picky you are about food, so to hear you. Picky? Well, you know, you've, you've, you've. Yeah. I like what yeah I know I, I like I like uh, I like good food and you yeah. made you made a very 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 good chili my my three meat Guinness chili it was excellent so yeah very cool awesome how about you um we had the game night and made the chili with the important thing about the chili this is gonna sound weird is to make it dare so before you're actually going to serve it mm. so you can freeze it yep. Yeah. And then thaw it and reheat it. Yep. The freezing allows everything to bond, to fuse on a molecular level. That's accurate. Yeah. So Wednesday night was uh, cooking a lot. One of the meats in the chili is bacon. And traditionally, I have uh, pan fried. That's the traditional bacon. method. This, this time around, we, we tried just for purpose of counter space and whatnot and stove space. Because, once again, stove is terrible, so mm. two of the burners don't really work that well. Um, this time we tried baking yes. the bacon. We will never pan fry bacon again. Baking bacon, uh, is, without uh, the being redundant, that is yeah. the way. It's great. It works well, saves space, um, less mess. 20 minutes at 400 degrees. Yeah. Perfect bacon. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. So, yeah, did that. Uh, then Friday came the game night. Watched Alan get... Just absolutely <laughs> emasculated several times, multiple times <laughs> by your wife Jen. Yeah, can I can I simply say five, five, five? I'll allow it this time. Yes, <laughs> it's half the gimmick, Just, but I'll allow it. Yeah, we uh, we tried a new game for us, Blood uh, Rage. Blood Rage. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. I want to play it again. Yeah, it's yes. kind of like I don't want to say risk, but just for those of you who are not into the, and not to sound snobbish here, but it's what it is. Those of you who are not into the designer board game scene, the nerd games, uh, the nerd game scene is growing, and we are in, we are in it. Yeah, and so I believe Alan has a new game for us this week. Excellent, Tiny Epic Galaxies, which I've been all right fiending to try out because it looks a lot of fun. You know what uh, Blood Rage reminded me of? Kind of what's that? It reminded me of like a Norse themed civilization. Okay. 
if you've ever yeah. played Civilization on PC, uh, it's it's kind of like that in board game form. Yeah, you get to upgrade a units, risk. but a little bit of risk. But yeah. uh, you know, it's similar. You get your power tiles. It's all about you know uh, overcoming units on the board, more yep. or less. So you can kind of build a power tile and yep. go to go to war. And I played the game completely wrong. <laughs> I upgraded everything right from the get go. Yeah, but then learned. You need to upgrade your rage ability before you upgrade your army so that you can actually do stuff with an upgraded army. So here I am with clearly the most powerful army on the board. But you can't use it. I can't do anything with yeah. it. And That's I proved true. it was the most powerful army on the board with one fight. This is true. Yep. My fire monster, as I named him, uh, Lawrence, devastated much. So yeah, that was pretty much the week. Um, nothing... Nothing too crazy. If there's nothing egregious, then everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I mentioned I started watching Enterprise this week. It's it's not as bad as I've heard. Give it time. It's it's I feel like it's gonna get there. I don't I don't know. It's it's the same people who've been doing all the other Star Trek shows of the era and they were all good. Um were they? Yeah. Voyager. Voyager, I watched, like, over the past three years, I've this would be the last of the Star Trek shows that came out on TV in my lifetime that I've right, either right. watching or rewatching. I never saw all of Voyager, and then I just went through it from start to finish, and it was it was good. If, okay. you, go, if you go from start to finish, it's, it's good, because the, the premise is interesting. Yeah. I mean, Next Generation was obviously... The continuation of the main story. Mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine was kind of, you know, Star Trek in the Wild West. Right. And still my favorite of all of them because, and I've said before, because they didn't have a ship for the most of it mm-hmm. to get them in the situations, they had to develop the characters. So that is probably the most well character developed of the recent Star Trek shows. Um and Voyager was kind of lost at sea, yeah, type of thing. Yeah. And you know, Enterprise is before there was even a Federation. There's no Prime Directive. Like they come across in one of the early episodes, they come across a uh, pre-industrial, pre-war planet, and they're like, "Let's go down and visit them. Let's make first contact with them." It's like no, the Prime Directive has not been established, right? So you're seeing a lot of interesting things, like they don't have the Enterprise doesn't have shields. Uh, their their torpedoes are very arcane compared to a lot of the stuff they run into. Hmm. It's it's interesting. I'm like seven episodes in, um, and I mean I can. It's interesting. I'm gonna stick it. It's only four seasons, so let me know how it turns out. Yeah, and the the design of the ship really grew on me. Okay. Is is very sleek, very mm. uh, very high roddy looking, which I liked. Mm. So yeah, so that was my week, dear listeners. If you would like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send us in any questions or comments to the show, which we do have some coming up, you can find us at these social media locations. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com or you can find all these resources at our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. 
That being said, time to get to cross-examination. Oh, boy. Yep. And we have... We're, we're kind of returning to form with cross-examination. Cause, All right. Because both Jay and Alan... All right. ...have sent in questions. Now, we also have a third thing from another listener. Um, just... Make sure I don't forget that because it's not an email. It's a, a Twitter message. So I'll okay. make sure I get to that. Um, who do you want to go first, Jerry? Let us bring we in. We haven't heard from Alan in a couple let's weeks. Let's bring in Alan. All right. I'm still mad at Jay over pen, pineapple, <laughs> apple pen. <sighs> That's okay. his job. For Mr. Alan Waiters. Bring it. It's been a while, but I'm back. It's been a while. Much less masculine this time, Alan, after Jen got done with you. Um, <laughs> My Lord. Carl and Drew. Yes. Which power do you prefer to have? Mm. Which power would you prefer to have? Spider-Man's spider sense or Daredevil's radar sense? Ooh. I think we're kind of splitting hairs here. And I'm going well, to take, take Spider-Man's spider sense because I could still see. Well, does the radar sense imply that I have to be blind? Can I have the radar sense and still have my sight? Uh, it's unclear. Okay, it's, well, it's, if it's I can Daredevil's keep... Daredevil's radar sense. If I'm I can keep the sight... Blind. Well, it's, if, it, if I can keep the sight, the radar sense all the way. How would the radar sense work with sight? So not only can I see things, but I can also sense everything around me. So if something's going to come up behind me, I can feel the air temperature change and, and the pressure, and I, you know, I know all that stuff, and I can hear super far away and all that stuff. No. You couldn't. Sure you that's, can. That's his enhanced senses, not his radar sense. Oh, yeah. We're really spitting hairs here. I'm okay. just saying. I'm going by the question, sir. <sighs> the radar sense is kind of all of his senses combined. No, it's it, not. It, it, it's just it, it's a proximity sensor, essentially. I don't it, think that's look how... At, look at what radar is in the, the base. Just because he it. calls it his radar sense doesn't mean it's literal. Just saying. Okay, I, I've always interpreted it as like, you know, all of his other senses combining into filling in the blanks for his sight, but whatever. I, I will defer to you since you've read much more Daredevil comics than I have. Okay. So you're going to say the radar sense? I would say that if I can keep my, my vision, I'll go with the radar sense. Okay. If I can't keep my vision, then spider senses obviously, you know, yeah. make sense. Sense, okay. see? <laughs> that was so lame. I know, I know. Drew. Yes. If you and Carl were were to a festival of friendship. Oh, no. I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, no. To say, if you and Carl too were soon. going to a festival of friendship. Yeah. What gift would you give Carl? Would you heel turn on Carl? Oh, well, I'm not Kevin Owens, so I don't think I could do the heel turn on Carl. I, I'm not that. I'm not that heartless. What gift would I bring? Hmm. I would find... This is kind of a spoiler alert, I guess. Not that I've actually gotten this, but down the road you might be thinking, I wonder if he's ever going to get that for me. Given the show that we do and Carl's uh, uh, preferred top dog billing superhero... I think a fitting gift in the Festival of Friendship for Carl would be finding a mint condition or nearest thereabouts uh, crossover issue, the first crossover between Spider-Man and Daredevil. I believe it was Daredevil number three. I don't know, but I'll trust you on that. But in any case, that seems like that would be a nice fitting gift for you. Alrighty. So, 
no idea what a festival of friendship is. Well, let's just say last Monday it did not end well for Chris Jericho. All righty. Okay, Carl. (laughs) If you were to reboot the Justice League movie, what story from the comics would you base it off of? Um, I'm not necessarily sure if I would take a story for verbatim from the comics, per se. I would just kind of hire Bruce, Tim, and Paul Dini. And I'd be like, and you know what? You're going to kind of roll your eyes, but I would kind of do the story from that they did in the initial... Uh, New 52 relaunch. The, the Dark Side story. Invasion. Sure, yeah. I would do that just a lot better. That's a natural place to want to go. I would kind of take... Okay, yeah, this is what I would do. I would take the original story from the the pilot episode of the Justice League animated series, swap out the White Martians, and put in Dark Side and the armies from Apocalypse. All right. And that's... Because that's all you need. You you throw these characters in together. If you're doing a Justice League story, um, these characters are pretty well known. So you don't have to do a lot of... You have them already... There's, the only origin story you should do is the origin of how they got together. We don't need to... Um, we clearly don't need Batman or Superman's origin again. Um, are you sure? I mean, how will people know how he decided to become Batman? <laughs> how will they know? <laughs> We've got to remind them. So, yeah, that's what I would do. Big, okay. big action right. movie. Cool. So Do it to it. All right. I'd go more Morrisonian, but I would, of course. So, Mr. Celestino. Yes. Did you do Rock of Ages? Um, he did Rock of Ages. Yeah, I know. I'm oh. saying, would you do Rock of Ages? Sure. All right. And the White, and the, uh, white Martians. I almost said White Russians. Because <laughs> Darkseid is. Freudian slip, dude. <coughs> All right. All right. So, question for both of us. Okay. From Mr. J. Gelsmino. Oh. Which of these characters would you feel most safe going to their practice for services? Dr. Teeth for Root Canal. Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth of the Electrical Mayhem. From the Muppet Show. Okay. Yes. 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 yes sorry. Yep. I, I had to. I'm like, wait, Doctor Who from Marvel? What? No, Doctor Teeth. Okay. <laughs> Doctor Reed Richards for marriage counseling. <laughs> okay. Doctor Mindbender for new glasses. Uh, okay. Or Doctor Strange for a vasectomy. The, the, <laughs> this is a deep little, pull here, friends. Throwback. Uh, yeah, you're gonna want to go out and listen to Omni Comics podcast for that <laughs> kind of humor. Um, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go get some some marriage counseling with Reed, and I and I will probably not listen to most of what he says, yeah. but I'll know that going in. So my my impression will be whatever Reed says, do the opposite. Okay, I would probably go uh, Doctor Mindbender for glasses. Really? Only because I I do need glasses. Um, would you trust that man with glasses? Well, one of them. <laughs> going to rock the monocle, are you? I think you're going to go in the for, for, for your get your vision check. You're going to come out brainwashed or I, something. <laughs> I would totally rock a monocle, though. That That's a fashion that needs to come back. I think you can make that happen. As hipster as it is, you could try. True. Okay. 
Uh, question for me. Yes. Street Fighter has once again turned to you for to help them out. Build a cross-promotion game of Street Fighter versus Jaws, because I'd buy that game 35 <laughs> times over. Um, wow. Street Fighter versus Jaws. Your roster can only be so big here yeah. on the Jaws side. I mean, people complain about too many Shodos and Street Fighter, uh, Ken, Ryu, Akuma, Dan. What are they called? Shodos. Shodos? Because originally in the the story, their style was referred to as uh, Shotokan. Yes, yes. Uh, but now it's been, the story's been updated to give it kind of their own style. It's called Ansatsuken. Oh, okay. I'll trust you. Tell me, man. Watch Assassin's Fist. Okay. Um. Hmm. So yeah, the complaint with Street Fighter games is that there are too many Shotos. The complaint with this game might be there are too many Brodies. You only need one Brody. You can take Chief Maybe Brody. Two. You could take Chief Brody. Yeah, he's got to he be killed in there. a shark. You could take Ellen Brody. She killed a shark too. Her, her ultra would be just driving, just driving the boat, stabbing you in the neck with the boat. Okay, that's um, it then. That you can't. No, the kids. Forget the kids. Well, you can have the one kid whose you know special ability would be just to bleed on you with his arm that was bit off. I think if they're if they're that's a sign of weakness. You don't want them in the game. Yeah, no. The other kid killed a shark in Jaws three. I always forget about Jaws three. Why do you forget about Jaws three? It's the best one. That's not Jaws one. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll trust you. I know that's a short mountain to climb. Sir, <laughs> I'm just saying. Can Michael Caine be in it? Michael, yes, Hoagie would be in it. Basically, Quint? gotta have Quint. Oh, yeah. And Richard Dreyfus has to be in it too. I suppose. Um, basically, the entire cast of Jaws 4 is going to be in it. Okay. Uh, Jaws 3, you're going to take the, the Brody kid and the two like wildlife big game hunters. Okay. They'll be in, the, they'll be in there. Uh, from Jaws 2, yeah, you need a Dan character, so just pick any of the <laughs> sniveling kids off the boat. <laughs> Poor so Dan. They can be in there. All right. That's fair. Um, is Jaws in it? You know, and Boss. Okay, I was going to say, he can't, he can't be playable. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I always got to block low. Okay, and and then on the street, w- would there be a Street Fighter rod? Does it matter? Yeah, 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 pick and choose. Pick and choose, okay, that's fair. Okay. Blanca versus Blanca. Jaws. Yeah, uh, yeah. See? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, because ah, see, you you laid the, the, the breadcrumb, now I'm going to follow the trail. Go ahead. You got Blanca in there. Yeah. How did they kill Jaws and Jaws 2? They electrified him. Electricity. See? Nice. Can Blanca take a bath? I would say yes, just as long as he doesn't, you know, go. Well, if he uses electricity in the tub, does he get shocked? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Because he's the one generating it. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Okay, just checking. You've watched those Blanca troll videos, right? Yes. Have yes, I have. Things ever. Love those. So, yeah, there you go. True Fighter versus Jaws. Bring it out. Why, why isn't this happening right now? Yeah. Capcom. For the, for the same reason, uh, Daily Bugle and yeah. uh, Twin Cobras isn't happening. Oh. These are money ideas, honestly. <laughs> okay, Drew. Yes. If you had to choose one video game weapon to fight for your life, which would you choose oh. of these options? Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. If I have my choice. Okay, go on. I'm going to I'm gonna read them in reverse order that he listed them because the, the first one he listed is my favorite. Okay. Johnny Cage's autographed picture of Mortal Kombat. Okay. okay. The box from Metal Gear Solid. Okay. The banana peel from Mario Kart. Hmm. Or the clear choice, 
from the best Mario game ever, Mario Spray Gun in Super Mario Sunshine. Uh. <laughs> um, if I'm if, if see the the, the banana peel is more of an annoyance more so than a real weapon of yeah it's of, no blue turtle show no no um and let's uh, Johnny Cage's uh you know friendship autograph picture isn't really a weapon of sorts yeah, paper cut yeah well, death by a thousand paper cuts I guess maybe but but uh, you know I'm gonna go ahead and just go with the uh, um. Oh, crap. I forgot what it was. Read those again for me. <laughs> it is. Oh, so, I'm sorry. The box. I'm going with the box. The box. Dude, you ever played Metal Gear Solid? Of course. You can't lose with the box <laughs> unless you really suck. Or unless you have the active camouflage after you beat through the game the first time. Okay, fair enough. But still, yeah. the box, man. It's the ultimate know, weapon. You're, you're going wrong with you Got to get that, that pack. The water? The water pack. Why? is awesome okay Super Mario Sunshine rocks it's, it's a Mario game <laughs> okay thank you Jay thank I'll you give Alan. it that um, now we have a don't forget your Twitter question yeah it got up right here you told me to remind you I know it didn't I appreciate it doing my job uh, from a Twitter user Badgerfang at Mr. Bubonic sent us a message hit me says hi Gangarino quick question he's going off Flanders on us yeah quick question after you wrap up the Luke Cage recaps, you are going to do Daredevil Season 2. That's correct. Well, that's that, the plan. Yeah. That's got to be a mistake. <gasps> Surely you should do Iron Fist as it launches. That way mm. you'll be relevant and found by the folks looking for a podcast to accompany their current viewing. I totally understand your Daredevil podcast, and so should address it. But you are already late to the party. You can be 13 weeks later. Just my two cents. Whatever you do, I'll be listening and spreading the word. Keep up the good work. Oh, and you're wrong about Rogue One. Oh. You said stormtroopers are useless. Wait a minute. I'd argue the stormtroopers on Jetta were the most competent we've ever seen. Well, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Badger Fang, we appreciate Fair the, point. Uh, the message. Yeah, man. Thank um, you. He does bring up some sound... There's some valid there, points. There's some valid points there. Um, um, yes, I mean we are a Daredevil show. We are, but we have we're, expanded we're not, to be yeah, Netflix centric. Just a Daredevil show. When I when I came to you with the idea for this show, your first concern was, well, there's only two seasons of Daredevil. We're going to run out of stuff fairly quickly. Yeah, I've always approached the show that yes, technically it's a Daredevil show, but Daredevil's the hook kind of get you in sure but ultimately we are a geek culture show we got a gimmick but we we, we, we sent, but we do we, break the gimmick a little we bit sometimes. Orbit around daredevil yeah because that's our that's our home base um but with again with there being only two seasons of daredevil at this point you know there's some other stuff we can go into but well, we are doing Luke to, Cage. to keep going we have to we have to expand out you know we've given you um uh, movie reviews, game reviews, things like that. And we want to do more of that stuff. <laughs> we do. So I definitely understand uh, this listener's concern. My only reservation about leaping right into Iron Fist mm-hmm. is I want to give people a chance to watch it. Yeah, we don't want to spoil it necessarily for people the day it's released. Yeah. Now, granted, Netflix dumps it on you all at once, so people will be spoiling it for each other Pretty quickly, I think. But at yeah. the same time, there's people that 
take their time. Yeah, they they might do one episode a week. And so we don't want to necessarily uh, spoil that for them. But but, but, that being said. It would be topical of us to do it and timely of us to do it. So it would be topical and timely. We do basically uh, we uh, we are so appreciative of our listeners who download us every week, listen to the show every week. We we're doing this is a creative endeavor that you and I have taken on to just to kind of create something and put it out there. Yeah. Um, ultimately, stuff like this, there is an aspect of customer service to it. Absolutely. For lack of a better term. So, in that interest, we will put out um, starting tomorrow after this episode drops. Okay. Uh, we will put out a survey. Uh, we'll put the survey on our Twitter page and also on our Facebook page. All right. We will ask you, the listeners, what you want us to do next. Do you want us to go into Daredevil Season 2 next, or do you want us to wait, do a couple one-off shows, and then go right into Iron Fist? Um, just for the sake of uh, collecting an ample responses, maybe we should plan a couple one-off shows in between here before we decide okay. what we're going to do. All right. At least, yeah. At least one. At least one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah, so I yeah, like this that, idea. Let's put it out there yeah. for the listeners, and if they 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 can help us decide what we're going to do next. Yep. Look for that survey uh, today, as of this episode's posting. Yes. The Wednesday, uh, which would be Wednesday. This is Tuesday that we're recording it. Yep. We'll put the survey out Wednesday. You guys, let us know what you want us to do next. There you go. All righty. I like it. That's it. Oh, um. And to to comment on uh, Mr. Bubonic's uh, saying about stormtroopers being effective, um, how many were left standing on Jeddah again? Well, nobody was left standing on Jeddah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I seem. Thanks, to, Death Star. I, I seem to remember stormtroopers falling down good all over Jeddah. It's true. Yeah. 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 There's weren't weren't, weren't many of them. They're the same stormtroopers. More of the yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're cannon not, fodder. That's okay. More is effective. Um, they're, there okay. Lo- they're there for looks and numbers. That's yeah. all they are. <laughs> all right. So, cross-examination's done. All right. Let's crack open the case file. True. Oh, you're laughing already at this. <laughs> True. It's True. only been a week. True. Get the fire hose. Get the fire hose. Now, we got to bring in the chopper with, the, with the, the bucket. Get the fire hose. Get to the chopper. We need to do the whole. We got we to oh, bombard this inferno from the air because it, it, it's going out of control. <laughs> it's out of control at this point. <sighs> okay. Yes. Let's recap. Let's. We just recapped it last week. <laughs> we There's more. New stuff is coming to light. Oh, my God. <coughs> okay. Go on. So. Yeah. Last week. Uh, the Batman had lost its director, Mr. Ben Affleck. Yes. Um, and there were also rumors that Affleck was stepping away from the role completely. Oh, don't worry. That's coming. That's coming down the pipe, buddy. <laughs> and we had agreed that if that were to happen, that's the body blow. That's you just you release what you have and then put the rest of it on the shelf for at least five years. Yeah. That Friday. It was announced that Matt Reeves, the Matt Batman, Reeves, whatever his name is, had reacquired a director. Yeah, relatively quickly after Ben Affleck decided to leave, which you would expect with a project of that scope, they wouldn't have a problem finding a director. 
Uh, they b- begun uh, negotiations with uh, Matt Reeves yep. to direct the Batman, and oh boy, did that end quickly. Five days. Not even. Not it even was like five days. Two days. Yeah. Wow. So he bailed out already. He jumped ship. He said, ah, hey, I'm in. Oh, wait. No, I'm not. Yeah. This is this is my. There has been a lot of information said about this. This is what I'm thinking happened. Warner Brothers came to him and said, "Hey, we'd like you to take on the Batman." He was like, "Great, cool, awesome. Let's have a meeting about it and you know see what you want to do and whatnot. And we'll see." And then Warner Brothers was like, "Hey, we got a director." And then Matt Reeves saw what they wanted to do and was like, "Oh, oh no, no. no! Oh no! No!" no, no. No. But, you know, that's kind of surprising, though, because aren't they going back to a rewrite? Is that the rumor, too? They're going to rewrite the movie? Yeah. So if he can, ha- if, if they're going to rewrite it anyway, why not just let the guy you picked to be the director help you out there and figure out what kind of story he wants to do? Yeah. No, we're not doing that? Oh, no. Okay. No. So they're down another director. Yep. This is following a flash-like trajectory at it's- this point. <laughs> The score is three to two in directors that have left between Batman and The Flash. Wow. The Flash is still up by one director that has left. Okay. Uh, so, what, so what really can we say at this point? That there's not, there's nothing much you can say. It's a, it's, a, it's a disaster. It's a complete disaster. It's And it's mind-boggling to me that yeah. this is... I, I don't get it. Um, so, Reeves is out. Yes. Has anyone else stepped in? Not, no one's been announced as of this recording. I'm telling you now... The door to the Fleck leaving is open. Yeah. This is not good. Look, this this is a man who already dug himself out of a bad superhero hole. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Grant, granted, it wasn't that... Not su- only just a bad superhero hole. A career hole. A, a it, wasn't the, it wasn't the Daredevil movie's fault that he ended up there. Yeah. It was a lot of outside Daredevil, of... Daredevil, It was more... You know, it wasn't even that. It was, it was, it was media oversaturation of the guy. Yeah. And it just burned him out. It burned his his. He burned too brightly, and then everyone chewed him up and spit him out. Yeah, and, and it was almost unfair, but you know, yeah. And the whole Benefer thing, right? And whatnot, and right. Benefer two, and um. So and then he faded away, and then came back in a huge way as a director. Right. Um. He directed the town, which I haven't seen. By it's a good movie, nothing but good things. It's good, about. good flick. Um. Argo, which was. Freaking awesome! Yeah, I didn't see it, but Argo's but it, good. But he won yeah. Oscar for the damn thing, so yeah, it's so basically. And so so Warner Brothers comes to him and they decide to make him their Robert Downey Jr. Right, which is a good yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's a very good move. Yeah, like okay, we have one movie out right now, but we're gonna build the whole thing around Batman because Batman. of course, because Batman. Um. And yeah, it's just it just hasn't. I'm like, yeah, they've got a Justice League movie. We're going to have a Justice League movie for better or worse. Is, yeah. Um, again, there's at this point, there's nothing that can be really said that we haven't already said. It's if Justice just, League, it's a dumpster fire that keeps burning. If if Justice League does poorly, and I'm gonna, I'm and notice I said if not yeah. when I'm being generous now. You want to say when? I, in my heart, it's when. But I'm going to say if to be nice, because there's a chance that yeah. it's good. Uh, if it doesn't, though, if it's if it's bad, he's gone. I think he's going to take his ball and go home. Yeah, because I don't think this man wants to dig himself out of another career black hole. Yeah, 
No way. He's already got out once. Yep. He ain't going back. I think it's like I said, if if they pull off Wonder Woman and then Justice League is not as bad as we're pretty sure it's going to be. Yeah. Then they can move away from then they're kind of done with Zack Snyder. It's like I said here last week or the week before. You get Wonder Woman right, you fix Batman Superman, you can course correct. You, there is you, a you can. slim chance. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But there is a slim chance that this can still turn around. It, it's all to me it's all dependent on Wonder Woman. Then I am going to go ahead and maintain my my healthy dose of skepticism because that is, I from just, what I understand Wonder Woman is the first post 100% Snyder influence. That's fine. I I'll let's let's see. Let's yeah. let's wait and see, but oh boy. Oh so, yeah. It doesn't look good. Oh, and while Warner while while we're, you know, discussing Warner Brothers um and their very curious decisions about their DC film properties. Do, do we want to talk about the other big one that they mm-hmm. threw out there? Oh, you didn't hear about this one, or maybe you did and you forgot. Did you hear? Number one, would you believe me if I told you that they want to make Suicide Squad 2? Oh, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe I forgot about it. Oh, look at this. Oh, okay. man. So, right, no, I've, I have some thoughts on this, but So if, if, if you were to say, you know, you know, it didn't work out so good with David Ayer with the first one, there's a lot of... There's a lot of uh, talk about what the movie that he made versus the movie that they wanted and then versus the editing and how it all worked out. And let's just say it didn't really go the way anybody planned. So, okay, we're, we're going to try again. And it's because we're Warner Brothers, we can't just, you know, pick a guy that, you know, makes sense and let him do his thing. We got to make a splash and we got to be crazy with it. Because we're Warner Brothers and we're crazy. We're not like those Marvel guys. We're crazy. We're edgy. Okay? Yep. They allegedly, allegedly... Oh, it's been confirmed. Okay. It's it's been confirmed. It's not confirmed that he's doing it. It's confirmed that they are in talks. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I want to say about that. Yes. Go on. Mel's had some troubles. Yeah. I I believe in in sure, second sure. chances. I believe in redemption. I, that's that's all fair. Where he is personally, I don't know. I'm not going to comment on. Um, if he's kind of turned his life around, all the better for him. Sure. I, would, I think you know if we can get old, good old fashioned Mel back, you know that's that's a good thing. Yeah. You know if we get lethal weapon Mel back and and you know Mad Max Mel back, you know that's. That's a good thing. All right, so his his social Maverick issues, Mel. Oh, Maverick Mel. Yeah, that's like that's like peak Mel. Yeah, Maverick. Oh God, that movie's great. Right, I love that movie. I know. Social issues aside, and I'm not saying that to belittle his social issues. Oh no, they're they're yeah, big. They're that's something that was very that, public when that went oh, down. Oh yeah, he's a good director. He is a good director. He's a very he's up for not he's nominated for directing again this year. This will be I think his third nomination. The guy's good. He won no for question. Braveheart. Freaking Braveheart. I know. I know. Dude, look, you don't gotta sell me on his on yeah. his his directorial prowess. Yeah. But isn't but again, isn't it an edgy like 
it's it's sensational. Okay, you know you know you know the term stunt casting. Yeah, this is stunt director picking. Yeah, like I can see that. Just pick someone and if reliable serves, without stink on them. That's yeah. all. That's all you got to do. I know. I get that. And also, if memory serves, he said kind of some disparaging things about the, the current superhero movie trend. Then why are you asking this guy, then? Oh no, not Dude, Warner Brothers. Yeah, that, you know what? That sums it up, actually. Warner Brothers. <sighs> what is in the water in Warner Brothers, dude? They sound like a terrible Nothing company good. to work for. They, it sounds awful. It just sounds like a complete disaster. Yeah. Outside of DC, what do they got? What else do they put out? Outside DC, most of their movies are like, I'm sure they're... Do they have any big franchises? Like, is Harry Potter over there? They got Harry Potter? Over there. Okay, well, there's that. I don't care about that, but whatever. Okay, so they're making money. They have, it's funny, they have The Hobbit, but they don't have Lord of the Rings. It's one of those... That's odd, okay. It's one of those rights things. Um, So, yeah. I don't know, man. They're Warner Brothers, they got their stuff, so, but... Yeah, they're not. Something's not. Something's wrong. There. AT&T, do us a favor. Sell DC. Sell DC. They won't, but we can hope. Yeah. But All they right. won't. So last last bit of news. Yes, Drew. Uh, tell the people about educate. Oh, the listeners, I can try about uh, a series that's not. I wouldn't go as so far as say it's an old series, but it's not recent okay a comic series called scalped scalped oh man jason aaron aram guerra uh scalped is amazing uh scalped is a vertigo series so not for kids folks um about uh, about um an indian reservation and a undercover cop who is from the reservation who goes home essentially undercover for the FBI and the dealings within the reservation, which is run by a corrupt chief named Chief Red Crow who owns the casino. He he's a he's a gang boss essentially. Uh it is a very gritty and brutal world that we're talking about. And it the ties within these characters are deep rooted. Yeah. And it is fantastic. It is a great series that that pulls you in a lot of directions, and there's not a lot of real good guys in it. It it's great. It's fantastic, and uh, yeah, Scalped is tremendous. I I recommend it highly. I got halfway through the series. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly, I I love the series. Yeah, it's really great, but. I, I think there was something going on in my life at that point where I didn't need that story. Okay. Just then, I need something a little more hopeful. Okay. A little <laughs> Fair brighter. enough. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that's, that's just no, that's okay. Sometimes, like, there's certain stories you need and certain stories that, even though they're good, you don't necessarily need them at that time. So I think I that's, feel you. But no, Scalped was, from what I read, it was fantastic. Uh, they're doing a television series. That is a great idea. On a network I have never heard of. WGN, I believe? WGN America. Okay. America. America. Um, they have cast the lead character, uh, Mr. Alex Mraz. He's going to play Bad Horse? He's playing Dashiell Bad Horse. All right. So... 
There's a, there's a picture of yep. the gentleman. And I believe he is part Native American, is he not? I hope so. I, I've, I mean, I've the, read that he is, so that's good. With, with this series, there can be no whitewashing. No. Every character is full-on Native American. Outside of the feds, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's very important that they get this right. It's, mm, I don't know. It's it's mainly because I don't know the network. the network that I have concerns. Okay. I want to say reservations. I yeah. Well, like if you were telling me like HBO or sure. FX or something like that, I'd be like, okay, fine. Has WGN America done anything I've else? Never of note? heard of them. Have, I've like literally this story is the first time I ever heard of them. Any shows that they've done that we might know? See previous statement. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've I've never. I'm, I'm gonna maintain some 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 hope for this yeah, project. I'll, I honestly, personally, I've said this to you. I don't think it's gonna see the light of day. Mm. Um, I hope it does. Sure, because it's a story that uh, holds a lot of relevance. Yeah, especially totally. Especially in the current world we live in today. I think it would be a huge um, if it if it comes to series and it makes air. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be huge. I think it would be a huge accomplishment. Uh, just, like just to AMC have a series led by good on yeah I, let's give it a shot but um for representation for native americans in 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 media and hollywood and acting and all in the profession and in the arts yep that this would be a big big deal and uh i'd like to see it go through all right and I, it's a great series do recommend it to everybody um i recommend just about anything jason aaron writes to anybody yeah, to be honest with you man man's good yes and those are stuff all right that wraps up news, and now we got a quick review for you. This uh, is a Daredevil-themed show, after all. After all. Uh, Daredevil number 17 by Charles... <laughs> Wait, what do we want to say here? <laughs> none, Listen, of, none of us have looked into this I, any deeper. I tweeted the gentleman, <laughs> invited him on the show, haven't heard back. Um, I'm going to go with... What Mr. Garney said. Sewell. Sewell. Okay. Charles Sewell. Charles, Charles Sewell. 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 So, written. But in my head, it will always be. Sewell. Sewell. <laughs> written by Charles Sewell. Artist. Friend of the show. Returning to Daredevil. Mr. Ron Garney. He's back. He's in comic back. form. In comic form. And color artist, uh, Matt Miller, who in the early pages of this issue, did a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, all right. This is an issue we've been waiting for. Well, we, we left off after our last Daredevil uh, review. Matt was in the confessional, and he was going to relay yep. the secret of how he got his secret identity back, because Matt, Matt's identity was public for a while there. Yeah. And now we are getting to our toes in the water of that, of that story, how he put the genie back in the bottle. We don't find out in this issue. Not yet. Well, we get a clue as to how it happened. At the yeah, there's cliffhanger at the end. But before we get there, um, okay, so I, I gotta say, man, um, I've I think I might have said on this show that I had some reservations about elements of the new Daredevil series that were a little weird. Yeah, to me, him being a district attorney versus being being a a, a lawyer. Um, how in the hell he got his identity, you know, swept back mm-hmm. under the rug? The whole sidekick thing. But now I feel like, okay, you know what? That was the first sixteen issue. Well, no, uh, the 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 um the Muse 
thing was a couple issues ago. So, okay, so the first year or so, we'll say, of the book was essentially setting the groundwork. Now it's time for all the payoffs and and all of the, here is what we have set up, and now we're going to flick the dominoes and watch them fall. Yeah. So Blind Spot, for instance, that now has come to fruition, and it's affecting Matt in a very real way. Um, the identity thing, the the job thing, now that's going to start coming to light tier two. So all those things that we were asking questions about, now it's it's game time. Yeah. Now it all matters. So this this issue kind of takes us back to San Francisco for a little bit, where Daredevil's identity is public. He is publicly Daredevil because he was he, disbarred in New York. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> he's not an attorney in San Francisco because he as was he said but he bailed. The if if I'm an attorney, the case is always going to be about me. Right. It's not going to be about the clients. That's the most important thing. So he's not an attorney. He's Daredevil full time in the public eye. Um, he's got Foggy with him. He's got uh, Kirsten McDuffie. His Kirsten main squeeze. McDuffie, his new main squeeze. His new his new main squeeze. Things seem to be going well, except for the fact that there's something bothering him that they can't quite put his finger on. Matt finds out that um, he can't be Matt Murdock and Daredevil publicly. Yeah. He, he can't be lawyer by day, vigilante by night when everyone knows it. And he, yeah. uh, go figure. He, uh, he, he wants, he needs to do both. He can do both, but he can't do both. If everyone knows he's yeah. the one doing both. He realizes that when his identity was secret, he had something else that he could focus his energy on. Right. And he goes through like a list of other characters in the Marvel universe. This was a good, says Tony Stark has his research or no, Tony Stark has his companies. Uh, Black widow has shield. Um, even Bruce Banner had his research. And then the cherry he kind of puts on top of is if you're just the hero 24 seven, it becomes dangerous. And then he uses the example of the Punisher. Yeah. Now I like that. And the, the actual quote, cause a hero is not the word necessarily. Uh, he says, I think it's because doing this full time is dangerous. Perspective is important. You go in too deep. You might never come out. And it's superimposed over an image of the Punisher. Yeah. You know, firing two machine guns at you yeah well well played yeah it's uh it raises it's it a really awesome way of pointing that's a good out observation you never really think about with these characters in that they with the exception of a few punisher batman those yeah. with public identities yeah. yeah you can't be the mask 24 7 You've you've got to have something else. You got you, you need a real life anchor. Yeah, you, you got to have a, a toe in the real world. Yeah, you have to you have to you have to be among the people who you are protecting, right? In order to continue to understand the man yourself. Yeah, something I never really thought of with with this, and and that's good. That's that's I no I'm I'm with you. I didn't I never gave that much credence either, and like never it never crossed my mind. Yeah, and then here it is, and the example that he uses is like pitch perfect. Yeah. I'm I'm 39 years old. Yeah. I've been reading uh, superhero comics since I was about 12. I think I have a solid grasp of the mythology, the, the philosophy, whatnot, wherever, whatever you want to categorize it as. It is rare that something kind of catches me off guard and surprises me, and that's what this issue did, and mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. 
So, well, think about it. It's like all those people that that cry and complain. Like, eh, why does Superman bother with a secret identity? Why does he yeah, just be Superman all the time? He's he can't be Superman he, all. Yeah, he could, but he at, at at what cost? Yeah, he likes being Clark Kent. He yeah. likes being a person. He likes being around people. Yeah. Jonathan Martha Kent raised Clark Kent. Right. They did not raise Superman. Correct. Superman is a byproduct of Clark. Right. And so. likewise here, Daredevil, you know, vigilante by night and regular guy by day. Yeah. Well, as regular as you can be. But yeah, it gives him perspective. It gives him strength. It makes him normal in, yeah. in, a, in a very abnormal world. He, We see here that he forgot his first passion is not being Daredevil. No. His first passion is the law. Right. Is justice. the legal system. Justice. You know, he fought against being Daredevil early on. And so now that he just has that, he's kind of a ship without an anchor. Yep. So, and then um, an old friend shows up. Good old Typhoid Mary. Yeah. Didn't he used to bang her? He did. Yeah. Matt, Matt gets around. Matt makes some bad decisions. That's kind of his thing. Yeah. <laughs> so because his identity is public, it's relatively easy now for the bad guys to find him. Yeah, basically. So Typhoid Mary shows up, torches... Kirsten's house. Kirsten's house. Yeah. And then they decide to go back to New York City. Yep. And then they get back to New York City, and they're like celebrity status. Everyone knows who he is. Paparazzi's around. Everyone knows who he is. He's back in New York City. And we have a a welcome return, as you're on the same page as I am. The red costume. Matt gets back in his classic red costume. It's always good to see. Just gets back into the city. And uh, he even says he's home. Yeah. Feels like home. Reacquainting himself with the city. Um, busts Tombstone. A, yeah. You know, Spider-Man fans will know Tombstone. He goes right back to work, busting up goons. Yeah. But unfortunately, he finds out that because of his identity being public, the goons want to sue him. And they can. Because yeah. technically. Well, no, it's like he he wants to, because he busts Tombstone, and then he goes to the DA's office and says, I, because we know I am who I am, I can now support you with like witness testimony and a full statement. And he's like... And the DA is like, you you assaulted a man. You apprehended him illegally outside the confines of law. Your presence will do nothing for this case. Right. And he's now confronted with the fact that, yes, he can stop these criminals now, but he is no longer effective as a crime fighter. Basically. Yeah. So he needs to put the genie back in the bottle. Yes. And uh, he's trying to figure out, how am I going to do that exactly? He takes a very familiar path... For those of you who are Spider-Man fans and are familiar with the unfortunate story, uh, One More Day, yeah. in which Spider-Man needs to find a way to save Aunt May from a gunshot wound from an assassin. She's like 90, Pete. Let her go. Yeah. Anyway, go on. And goes everywhere all around the Marvel Universe. Um, but yeah, Matt's kind of going the same route. He goes see Dr. Strange. He goes see Silver Surfer. He goes see Emma Frost to, he's going to people with power who can possibly restore his secret identity. Right. They all refuse him. Yep. Um, he goes to Damon Hellstrom. Yes. The biological son of Satan. That's correct. And 
we have an alluded uh, an allusion here to like this. the the one more day storyline. Hellstrom says, I, I, "I can't do it, but I know a guy who might be able to pull that off." And Matt questions Mephisto, and you know Hellstrom says, "Yeah, he's done this sort of thing before." And Matt says, mm, "No, yeah. I'm not that desperate. Not that desperate." That's <laughs> oh, so, cute. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Take that, Dance Lot. Anyway. Correct me if I'm wrong. Dance Lot, then. That was Straczynski. Was it really? And he wrote that under protest. Uh, He's like, okay. I'll write it because I'm contractually obligated to write it. Okay, correction. But, take that, Joe Quesada. Yes. Yes, there you go. <laughs> there, there's where the blame lies. Okay. Um, uh, Matt has had dealings with Mephisto in the past, though, hasn't he? He has, yeah. It's yeah. been a while. But yeah, it's it, in fact that was like back in the Romita Junior days, wasn't it? I think so. I might even have a book or two with with those crossovers happening. We might have, we might have to look into this further. Yeah. I'll go into my archives. So Matt doesn't find anything that's helping him out, and which brings us to the end of the issue where he gets a knock on his door. They move back to San Francisco. Yep, he gets a knock on his door, and it's. The Purple Kids. Two of the Purple which, Kids. Which are the children of Kilgrave, the Purple Man. Those of you of Jessica Jones uh, fandom definitely know who the Purple Man is, know who Kilgrave is. He's the guy that can make you do anything with but a word. And it was in the Mark Wade run where they established like the Purple Kids. Yeah. Um, for, the, for, for the Mark Wade run, for a series that looked as bright and cheery and it was trying to be as bright and cheery as it was, uh, that Purple Kids run arc is pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, the kids are all byproducts of, like, Kilgrave's commanding yeah. words it's, on women. Yep. So these kids find out about that and they They're make... Happy no. They make Kilgrave step in front of a bus. Yep. It's pretty dark. It's yeah. grim, it's grim stuff. Anyway, so but the kids too have the powers. Yes, to make people do what they and want. The more there are of them, the more powerful in close proximity to each other. Yes. The more powerful they are. So I think we're kind of getting a bit of an inkling as to how this got done. But this was a great issue. Yeah, I'm excited for the issues to come. Uh, Daredevil is probably the best Marvel comic I'm currently reading right now. Let me think about that for a minute. It is up there. I'm enjoying Unworthy Thor right now, so it's yeah, that's J- Jason, Jason, Jason Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> so. But yeah, no, Daredevil is easily one of the best Marvel books on the shelf, hands down. As we talked about with Mr. Garney, it, it kind of it's in its own little corner. You don't yeah. got to worry about the, mm-hmm. the, the, the other stuff. You don't got to worry about crossovers and, and nonsense. Daredevil exists on his own. And like I said, now it's starting to really pick up. Everything that, that's been set up, now it's time to knock it down. Or at least explain yeah. how it got set up, which is great. It gets, it's, it's adding context to everything. And that Kilgrave turn, not for nothing, but that's a pretty genius little turn there. There's yeah. some good stuff in this in this book. Good. Tip of the cap to Mr. Mr. Sewell here. Good. Love it. Can't wait for the next issue. Yes. Yeah. All there right. you go. There we go. Now. Now. Finally. Finally. After a couple weeks. I know. I know. Things happen, man. Life happens. It's time to rustle them papers and discuss the season finale of... This is it. 
Luke Cage. It's the end. I have very sparse notes. Me too. One. I mean, like sparse. Oh, there's even more sparse than me. Yeah. Okay. Well, this this won't take that long. Then. So maybe it will. We'll yeah. see. Episode thirteen. You know my steez. Okay. Quest. So immediate observation, just because we can we can check these things now when you pull up Netflix. For being the last episode, it is short. Yeah. Well, because most of it's just the fight. Right. But think about that. There's there was really ep- not a lot to be said at this point. A couple episodes ago, we had like an hour and 10 minute episode or whatever. And it was like, yeah. you know, it, it felt it too at a certain point. Like, damn, yeah. this is getting long. Here we got it. Just a, you know, we're just wrapping her up. minutes. Wrap her up. Yeah. We get the fight. Okay. We get some fallout from the fight and some setup from the next season. Yeah. Yeah. More Which, or less. Like all the, all the pieces are on the board for, at the end of this episode, all the pieces are on the board for... Whatever comes next, uh, I guess. Luke Cage season two. I would say more Luke Cage season two than Defenders, because I don't think a well, lot of these antagonists well, are going to factor into Defenders a lot. No, like I don't think I. I think it'd be cool if we did, but I don't think we're going to see Black uh, Mariah and and Shades and Defenders. Uh, we're not going to see Wilson Fisk and Defenders. No, which is disappointing. Yeah, it's a bummer. But, then again, I didn't know he was going to be in Daredevil season two either. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But there are references to a certain someone in the Defenders that... Uh, yes, there was another opportunity for a Matt cameo in this episode. And you know what you know what you can argue? Go on. The bad guys won this season. They did. They, they definitely did. Because at the end of the day, who's left standing? Luke, uh, is, headed, Luke is headed back to jail. Yeah. Mariah's, Mariah's got Harlem Paradise again. She's been cleared of murder charges. Shades is is back. Yep, yep. Cops don't seem too eager to arrest him. So in an in an odd turn, the bad guys won this uh this show. They sure did. But 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 Luke did win a moral victory, if there is such a thing here. Yeah. He he fought for the people. He they rallied that, around him. That speech he gave at the the police station. Well, Harlem. Yeah, there is that speech. Okay. Um, I'm not going to lie; got me a little misty eyed. It. He's misty eyed. <laughs> See what you yeah. did there? Yes, but he he does the speech. It's good. Yeah, it, little little melodramatic here. No, I like it. Okay. I like it. It's, right. it's what he summed up in that speech. What the show was trying to be. Sure. All thirteen episodes and whatnot. He summed up what the show was trying to say. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, let's, let's jump back. Let's get kind of back to the beginning now with the fight. Okay. It's a good fight. It's a good fight. Good fight. Um, Bringing in the old rope-a-dope. Rope-a-dope. And we got some flashback. Yes. Question about the... Well, not question. More of an observation. Okay. <coughs> um, unless they're going to be like kids, uh, they shouldn't have done this flashback. Only because I only say that because these these actors don't look much like Luke and 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 Diamondback. Yeah, and I they're did. and they're old enough to where it's just like yeah, they don't yeah, really I, look like that. I didn't I didn't mind it. Um, oh, I got it. Yeah, but you know, but it's, it's not. It, yeah. There's a little this. It's just one of those little nitpicky things, I guess. Yeah, I understand it's a flashback, but they're like they're grown they're grown ass men in this flashback, <laughs> and it's not. Michael Coulter and and that's true. You know Michael Coulter, right? He's the gentleman who plays Luke Cage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure I get the names right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, 
we do get some 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 background on them yeah. because they've it's been alluded to and we know that they're brothers but we didn't you know see much of that in the church scenes when Luke goes back to dad's yeah. church and all that business so now we see them as young men and Luke uh, is done with football and he's not much of a boxer at first no Diamondback however is yes Diamondbacks training him that's correct that kind of we see that back and forth um, between the flashbacks and the, and the current fight this is the first when you think about this is the first publicly witnessed superhero supervillain fight on the street yeah on the street in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that people are actually kind of stopping to watch okay yeah yeah because I was going to yeah. say the incident happens Avengers people, people are getting running. the hell out of yeah. there yeah and it, it's happening all over the city so you don't necessarily see the Avengers people this is like this is just knock down, drag out, good old fashioned, you know, sixties, seventies Marvel superhero, supervillain fight. We throwing down in the, in the streets yeah. here, yeah, yeah. Um, and and people are like interjecting about Luke's mama and all. This. Dude, <laughs> He's talking about your mama. Stand back. These guys are going at each other here. Yeah. <laughs> so and we see the the hammer tech suit. Yeah, yeah. In action. Um, but yeah, this this fight's about half the episode, roughly. Yeah, and for most of it, not for nothing, Luke kind of gets gets whooped. Yeah, Luke Luke's taking a look, but then he figures out, you know, again, rope a dope, let him tire himself out, and then just ah, oh, he's all tuckered out looking. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, people get to see the 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 what a drag down drag out brawl between two super powered guys looks like. So yeah. cars are getting flattened. Yeah, windows are getting broken. Yep, things are getting busted Poor up. Pops a shop. Oh, pops a shop. Not no more. No. Just Roughed up good. Thrown him through the ceiling. Yeah. Going out the window. Yeah. It's a good fight. It's a good, it's a good fight. Good. I kept wondering was, why Luke didn't just punch him in the exposed teeth, but alas. No. It's not always an easy to get a shot in there. I I guess not. Um a very a very street brawl style fight. This is not what we are used to seeing in the Netflix Marvel Universe. Obviously, Daredevil is kind of a mishmash of boxing and Ninjitsu. martial arts. Sure. Ninjitsu. Um, so th- those are always kind of more stylized fights. Right. Not a lot of fighting in Jessica Jones. Um, no. This one is just good old-fashioned knuckles on concrete street brawl that's that sums it up yeah they, they beat the crap out of each other with fists yep. F- it, this is fisticuffs to it to a t so after the fight's done Misty, luke wins by the way yeah luke wins because you know good guys gotta win um misty arrests mariah yeah and when mariah's in custody we see her kind of starting to crack a little bit but even in her cracking just a little bit, she still manages to put on a show. She cracked for about one second, and then she put the show face on. Yeah. And then it was game time. And she's, she's smooth, man. She's smooth. Again, this this being my second uh, watch through of this season, she's been the character that I enjoy the most. She's definitely uh, evolved the most. Yeah. She has great, gone from public. villain. Yeah. Fully succumbing to the dark side, basically. Yeah, she she's she's full heel turn. Yep, essentially Whoa. she was teetering. She got there. Yeah. Um. Now here's my question, though. Not a question. It's just an observation. 
I mean, after after Misty comes in, right, right. and drops the big bomb on, on on the forensics and all the information that they have on Cottonmouth dying, which is why they arrested Mariah. They had her on the murder of Cottonmouth. Yeah. Granted, they had a eyewitness testimony, which we'll get to in a second, that doesn't pan out, unfortunately. But even without the, that testimony, they had all that forensic information. And they still couldn't arrest her. They couldn't charge her with anything. Man. I had that same. I feel like you got it. You've got no, it. No, no. I Something. Don't let, just, don't just let her go. No, I get it. I get it. I, I had that same thought until later in the episode, Misty kind of walks Luke and, and um, Claire? Claire through don't why. Forget they Claire, man. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, kind of walks them through why. They had to let him go, and it's one of those things that I think a lot of times people forget how the uh, legal system actually works. Yeah, yeah, like is legitimately supposed to work, in that the burden of proof lies on the prosecution. Fair enough. I thought the defense had- does not have to prove Mariah didn't do anything. Right. They only have to prove it is a possibility that she did not do anything. Sure. And as they're, as they're walking them through it, um, and it's it's like you see all the time with these like these court cases that people get outraged about the outcomes on when it's clear that the person, according to what people have read on Facebook, it's clear that the person is guilty. I'm like, you don't understand how the legal system works. Doesn't make it right. The prosecution has to fight a perfect match. The yeah. defense just has to parry one or two blows. Yep. Well, she gets away because yeah. Shades kills Candace, yes. who was Misty's point of contact, yeah. who saw Mariah kill yep. Diamondback or Cottonmouth. With, with Candace, there's no room for reasonable doubt. Right. Without Candace, like Misty said, she changed her statement. She took money from Mariah. She's compromised. That's, and now she's dead. Yeah. That's so enough her testimony's worthless. to create reasonable doubt. That's all you have to create. Is reasonable doubt. I gotta tell you, man. Like from a a show standpoint, I feel the most bad for Misty. Yeah, her whole world that everything she believes in effectively like blew she up. Started on the her. show, she was a top cop. Now, although, did you notice when she shows up at Harlem's Paradise at the end? Oh, I noticed. Classic Misty. Oh, I comic noticed. appearance. Yes, sir. And uh, red top with the mighty, shoulders exposed. Mighty fine, by the way. Let's <laughs> put that out there. I think my notes I actually wrote, damn, Misty. And I, yes, I did. That's exactly what I wrote. Uh, yeah. And uh, speaking of comic references, I think you might have pointed this out to me before as well, and I missed it, but I caught it this time. Claire walks by the telephone pole and she takes the little self defense pull yep. tap. Uh, Colleen Wing. Yes, we will meet in Iron Fist. Oh, let's see. Comes together. Look at all this coming together. Unfortunately, uh, Luke, man, goes back to jail. Yeah, and it's not they got like, him. They got him from escaping Seagate. Yeah, the Carl Lucas situation. So it's it's a legitimate reason for you know you were convicted. Yep, you went to jail and then you broke out illegally. So yep. technically, but. And they did it right before coffee time with Claire. They, oh, man. But that kiss, man, that, that kiss was savage. They, there was, there was going to be coffee. Coffee was going to be had. They inhaled each other well, that kiss. Have you seen There's it? like some biting going on. And, have you seen Claire? Come on, man. Anyway, um, 
But there is there is a silver lining. Yes. Number one, Claire makes sure to tell Luke, let me call my lawyer yeah. friend. And this time he's Luke, good. And this time Luke is like, okay, call. Him. Yeah, please call. Him. She said it earlier, right? And he was like, no, I'm going to set the record straight. Why right. not? Like, you should have gotten. You should have. You should have had Matt there from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. At least foggy. Get foggy. Get, yeah. Somebody from the from someone from the offices of Nelson and Murdoch should have been there. Yes. Well, they'll get there. Uh, second, and I missed this the first time I watched the show, and I caught it this time. What does Bobby Fish find in Pop's place? The file. He finds the Carl Lucas file. Yep. That probably exonerates him, or at the very least clarifies yeah. his situation to some degree. I, I think we will... I don't think the whole Luke Cage being guilt, uh, innocent man who's convicted guilty story is really going to carry over much into... Defenders? Luke Cage season two. I think oh. they'll resolve it. In Defenders? Fairly early on in Defenders. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't, I... And then just kind of move on from there. All right. So do you think... Um, Interesting. They said, like... Fish said that, you know, this place just doesn't want to be a barbershop anymore. Do you think that's kind of going to become Claire's night nurse location in harlem yeah interesting maybe i don't know it seems like she should be more she should be more centrally lo- located i think in midtown all right granted real estate's yeah. pricey in there but still yep that would be a good hub for her so yeah if and, they're uh, like if matt needs help dude it's it's you're talking 80 blocks from from hell's kitchen to harlem so yeah. <laughs> i think i think the character that went on the biggest journey in this episode was definitely misty yeah, well, in the, in, the, in the show, arguably. She is confronted by whether or not she still believes in the system. Right, right. Her whole, she is shaken to the core, essentially. Yeah. So, you know, I think we'll, in Defenders, we might see a move away from Detective Misty Knight to Private Investigator Misty Knight. Mm. So, yeah. That um that that puts a bow on Luke Cage, man. That puts a bow on Luke Cage. Uh, thoughts on the series second time through? Same criticisms I had and I, that we've talked about on this on this show uh, as the first time I watched it, which is the first half feels like a different show than the second half. Um, yep. pacing you know, issues, pacing issues, and then just again like the cotton mouth thing. I really just feel like they. I mean, yeah, we got there with with Mariah in the end because of it, but yeah, I just feel like that could have gone differently yeah i think the show was at its weakest point when they brought the whole judas bullet in luke got shot that that like yeah. two or three episode stint yeah they were in georgia that's where the, but like these past couple episodes kind of got back to that first part of the season feel a little bit overall i think the show's great i think it's what it's it's the show that it's one thing we need right now Especially in the, you know, it's it's like the the girl said on the interview with the reporter. Who would have thought that a black man in a hoodie could be a hero? Right, right. And that's what the show was trying to and it and it display and it, it succeeded fantastically. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good. No, I like it was it was very good. Uh, the, these Netflix shows, man, they're they're not none of them are bad. It's, yeah. it's Marvel's standard is very high, so. You know, again, yeah. big old credit line with Marvel, and they keep yep. they keep doing good work. And and as with Daredevil, as with Jessica Jones, I kind of like being in this Marvel world a little more than 
the cinematic really world. I don't know. Things seem a lot bleaker well, in this Marvel world. <laughs> not necessarily, <laughs> but yes, sometimes it does seem a little bleaker. Yeah, but that makes the hope that much easier to see. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I, it's it's like we've said we we share an affinity for the street levels. I definitely do. Um, so Punisher, Daredevil, those kind of characters are just easier to relate to. Yeah. Well, Daredevil, Punisher's hard to relate to. Then again, he does appeal to a very base uh, instinct yeah. in a lot of, in all of us in a way. So that's yeah. that's why he continues to persevere. So yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, we will again, dear listeners, please respond to the survey. Let us yeah, know yeah. what you want us to do next. We're at a crossroads. Do Daredevil season two? Do you want us to do Iron Fist when it comes out? Do a couple one-off shows and then do Iron Fist. Uh, please go to our uh, Twitter at Devils Do Pod um, and take the survey, or you can find us at facebook.com slash Devils Do Pod. Let us know your thoughts there. Let us know the thoughts there, or email us what you would like us to do next at the Devils Do Pod at gmail.com. Again, all these resources can be found on our website, the Devils Do Podcast.com. So that brings to a conclusion Luke Cage. Uh, next week is, regardless of the outcome of the survey, we're probably going to leave the survey up there for about a week. Uh, next week will probably be a one-off episode. Not quite sure what we'll do for that. We'll have something well, fun a, for you. There's a certain, you know, there is another Daredevil movie out there that we could maybe tackle head-on. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, it's there. Do you have the director's cut? I do. <laughs> Do you want to do a commentary, or do you just want to do what we did with? Uh, uh, a commentary is a big. The commentary is a tall order. Um, we'll feel it out. All right, but I think that's going to come into play. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. There you go. Little little um, little sneak peek at next week. Yeah. That being said, folks, thank you again for joining us. We very much appreciate it. As always, please. Uh, Get the word out about the show. Share the episode postings. Retweet them. Share them. Please give us reviews on iTunes. Uh, the show is available on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, you can stream it from our website, but please help us get a word out about the show. Helps us help you. Yes. All right. That being said, court is adjourned.